Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is about the next level up. It has to do with your identity, with your emotions, with your sensitivity, with your spiritual growth. It's very interesting how Joshua is wrapping all of this up right now, allowing us to really see where we're going here. And of course, we're going to higher and higher densities as we raise our perspective. As we raise our perspective, our vibration changes, and we're no longer a match to the lower densities. Fear, judgment, envy, greed, those sort of things. We are more matched to oneness and love and thinking about other people and serving others rather than serving ourselves. And as we do so, we need to let go of our identity. And so we let go of the human stuff, the stuff that we think is good about ourselves or the reason people like us or love us or appreciate us. And we move into another way of thinking. Well, that's pretty interesting. How does that actually work? In this episode, Joshua talks all about it. The best way to shift your perspective is through an activity or a course or something where you have an experience. Words don't teach, experience teaches. And so Joshua has put together in the white light a whole bunch of different courses designed to anchor everything in the course through emotion and have an experience. This really integrates it into the core of your being. And you shift your perspective this way. You'll start to see yourself as more. The first course that we have is the Foundations course. It's a 14-day, very inexpensive course. And we're starting a new one on Monday, August 14th. This one is normally $399. But if you get into this one, it's half off for $199. And you'll get 14 concepts each day with a meditation, a daily spiritual practice, assignments, and a group call. We'll also be doing an activation for everyone in this group at the end. Christy has done this three times now. It's something the white light has brought in, and it is a shift in DNA, actually. It is a switching on of certain DNA things for wherever you are. And so everyone who's in the group, we've done it in three groups, they get something completely different from each other. They hear different things. It's really amazing. And so you want to get in on that. We also have a basic training program. If you've taken foundations already or any of the courses, the next step is basic training. And this is a five-week program. It shows you how to integrate all these spiritual concepts, all the foundation concepts, all the basic training concepts, and use those to raise your perspective in every area of your life. It's important that each area of our life is working nicely. We do not want to have some areas that are working well and some areas that are not working. If there are any areas in your life that are objectively not working as they should, there is a reason for that. And it's simply because your perspective slash identity is tied up into something and you're just not hearing inspiration. As soon as you lift that perspective in that area, things will start working smoothly. It's a magical process, and we've seen this happen again and again and again. You do not change by efforting and struggling or willpower. The only way to change is by shifting your perspective and seeing yourself differently. When you do, you'll get new inspiration, new thoughts, new ideas, new decisions, new choices, all that stuff. Everything else really is hard and difficult and doesn't really work. Because if you're beating yourself up for some area of your life that's not working, then you're not raising your perspective. But if you start raising your perspective, it'll come naturally, easily, obviously. 
And that's the work that Joshua and White Light do. That's the work that's changed so many people's lives and enhanced our lives as well. So I encourage you to get involved in one of the courses. We will also do a quantum life theory, uh, expanding your identity group program. We take small groups of people, about six people, through a six-week program of activities and experiences that are done at your home, in your in your hometown. We'll do, do this remotely via Zoom. And we'll meet to create your blueprint. And we will give you plots to do. And, and there's reading materials and assignments. And you'll have a group of friends in that, in that uh, group with you. And you'll help each other. You'll support each other. And you'll hold each other accountable. This is something we've tried uh, with two groups already. And it's working out better than we could imagine. So this is something you might want to get into. And especially if, if you have a friend, QLT is not based in spirituality. It's based in science. There is no mention of anything spiritual. It's all based in scientific methods. And it's all designed to have experiences where you can expand your identity and shift to a new perspective. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for everything you do to support us. We love you and get ready for this episode. We are thrilled to be here. One thing that became startling clear to Christy at the end of the boot camp, the end of the basic training program, the end of Ascension Experience, and even the end of the QLT weekend was that an identity plays an important part, an important role in the lives of all of you. You tend to believe that's who you are. You tend to think that that's how you came in and you naturally gravitated towards aspects of yourself that were inherently true, part of who you are in the non-physical. And while some of that is true, you don't really understand that your identity as the person that you believe yourself to be is a trajectory, nothing more than that. It allowed you to get here now, allowed you to sift and sort and move your body through experiences, adopting beliefs and choosing for yourself how you would interpret the manifestation events and the experiences that you went through. A lot of it was done without really understanding how the system of physical reality worked. You didn't really understand how your emotions played a part, how your emotions were always guiding you. You didn't realize that you were connected to all the people you know eternally, that you have done this many times before, that you have a DNA, and that provides part of the personality that you believe yourself to be, which have also created what we call a persona. And the persona is designed to allow you to navigate your reality in different situations. You are a different person with your children than you are with your parents or your mates, or your friends or your coworkers. And you might notice that very keenly, that when you're in one group of friends or one group of people, that you are different than you are with others. Now, why is that? How could that be? Well, you believe you have to be something in order to be accepted. You have to be something in order to be respected or loved. You couldn't just be accepted or loved for who you truly are. And so you adopt what you believe would get you the most out of your reality. You have an emotional guidance system and you're all very emotionally sensitive people. This is a superpower that you brought in with you. You have a certain level of intellect, exactly what you needed for the life you were going to live this time around. In fact, you had everything you needed for every experience that you would ever have. 
And you are able to somehow, some way, sift and sort, gain a set of beliefs, form an identity, form a persona, move into situations, and make decisions based on whatever perspective you had at the time. You shifted that perspective with experiences as you moved on, and you gravitate towards that which would allow you to feel better because you're emotionally sensitive. If you were not emotionally sensitive, you would not be moved by experiences as much as you have. You would accept what life was bringing you. But because you could not do that, because you felt the emotions very strongly, you said, there must be a better way. And so you found a book, you found a video, you found some teaching somewhere, and they led you right here where you are today. Whether you're on this call now or listening to a later date, you intended to be here. This implies that you had very strong intentions because you were among the first to come here, the first to entertain these ideas, the first to actually do whatever you can to shift your perspective higher and higher and higher. As you shift that perspective higher, the one thing that you notice is that your identity does not serve you. Your identity is simply limiting you. And since you cannot stay limited as a limitless being, knowing what you know, you will have to change things up, look at things differently, understand that what got you here is what you do not need to go forward. What got you here was fine, but there are aspects of who you think you are that are not aligned with who you truly are. And these aspects are not wrong or bad. They're simply limiting you but you're endeavoring to raise your perspective, which means that you can no longer rely on what got you here, on your charms or your talents or your achievements or your attributes. Anything you identify with is simply at this point limiting. It limits you. It limits you from acting on inspiration. It limits you from receiving inspiration. It limits you from doing things you would never do before. It limits you from getting everything you truly want. It limits you from inverting, from moving to that process where you realize that it's not all about you, that to be in a state of oneness, you have to realize that everyone and everything and every aspect of your reality is you. doesn't serve you to effort and struggle whatsoever. doesn't serve you to bargain or negotiate with those around you. doesn't serve you to keep them teaching you, relying on you, or you relying on them to see aspects of yourself you cannot see. You're moving beyond that now. You're moving into a brand new level, a level where few humans have ever been before because you're starting to really understand this process. You're starting to really shift your perspective. It starts with your emotions. When you realize that your emotions are neither good or bad. They're just simply letting you know if you're perceiving your reality accurately in the moment or inaccurately. If you're perceiving it accurately, more aligned with how your inner self is seeing it, your inner self sends you the emotion that you would call positive. If you're not perceiving it accurately, if you are thinking things are wrong or bad in any way, shape, or form, you will feel fear and negative emotion. Now, the emotions are neutral, and you've assigned labels to them like you do everything else. That's fine. But why would you feel negative emotion? 
Well, it's because something is occurring in your outer reality, we call them manifestation events, and they're pointing to a limitation. And since you're limitless being, you very much want to know what those are because all limitations are self-imposed in this reality. And they don't serve you anymore. Maybe they served you in the past. It doesn't matter. But when you bump up against something you do not like or think is wrong, it's there to show you a limitation, a limitation in the form of a belief that's attached to an identity that is not real. It's certainly not real. Part of it is formed by perceptions of experiences you had in your youth before you realized who you truly were. And if you're relying on those to keep you grounded and move you forward, it will not work. It can't work. You're like, I let it go. Let it go. There's no need for you to prop yourself up or gain any satisfaction from any aspect of that identity. No matter how wonderful you think you are, and you are all wonderful, there's so much more you can see and experience and be in this life. Do you want to move beyond where you are now? Do you want your perception of yourself to be aligned in all areas of your life? Is there anything that's not working? Do you believe you do not deserve love and relationships and abundance and freedom, satisfaction in your work? You can get all that. Of course you can. Is your birthright. It's not beyond you in any form. There is nothing outside of you stopping you. You have no idea why certain areas of your life aren't working. You've tried different things. You've tried to control the situation and the people. There's only one thing that's in your way. One thing only. And it's your perception of yourself into reality. It's your perspective. That perspective is translated into a vibration. That a vibration is emitted into the universe and comes back with a reflection of that vibration or a reflection of that identity. Soften the identity. Let go of it. And alter your approach to life from me to we in service of me to in service of others. Are you thinking about yourself more of the time? Or are you thinking about how you could really be there for others? Your family, your friends, your coworkers, doesn't matter who it is, they're all equal. You might say, sure, I'm there for my children. I'm there for my mate, I'm there for my parents, I'm there for my family. What about your coworkers or people you just meet on the street? What about your friends or acquaintances or the people you find annoying? What about everything? What about every single aspect of your reality? Seems like that's a lot of effort and struggle, doesn't it? To repair all these relationships and to serve others and to do all these things that would help you raise your perspective. And we say there's no effort involved in that at all. It's simply a shift in the way you see things, a shift in the way you see yourself, why you're here, who you are, who you truly are. It's a shift in becoming. Becoming that which you intended to become. Now, the interesting thing about this identity is it is formed basically in the opposite of who you truly are. It's formed in fear and control and making sure you are safe and protected and get what you think you lack. 
But everything you truly want is in becoming that which you have no idea who that is. What could you become? What could you become? What could you become if you let go of the identity? What could you become if you let go of needing things or having to change things or control things? What could you become? Could you become that which has everything already? That which needs nothing? That which is a representation of your powerful, wise inner self? That which is here to be an example in no effort. Now, we want to make this perfectly clear. In becoming who you are, there's no effort. It's simply a shifting of perspective. It will happen. It will come to you. But that which you truly are has no fear because there's no inauthenticity about it. You see, as the human adopting identity, the reason you do this is because you say, these are the aspects that I would like to promote or represent or offer the world as the reason they could trust me or like me or love me or respect me. You see, without X, Y, and Z, why would they? If I didn't have this sense of humor, bank account, if I didn't have this niceness, goodness, if I didn't have this body or age or certain aspects of my personality, why would they love me? There's no reason for them to. So I'd have to maintain those things. But of course, this is all the illusion. This is all that's keeping you away from everything you want, not getting you what you want. To think of yourself from such a high perspective, realizing that every single person in your life is there to coax you to a higher perspective. A higher perspective is simply seeing this, realizing this, realizing they've always been there for you, realizing that every single thing that they've brought to you, whether they've been honorary or wonderful, has been to show you who you are, show you where you're coming from, and show you that you do not need to be different than you are. You can be exactly as you are, as you truly are authentic, transparent, needing no reason or excuse their love. But to get there, you'd have to understand something about yourself and understand something about them. You are on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought for a reason. There are not others here like you. You are all similar in that. There's some quality about you that you cannot see, some power within you, some intentions that you brought with you. You've done everything perfect to this point in time. Every single thing has been perfect to this point in time. But to move to the next level, you have to go through this process of saying, who am I to be this? Who am I to do this? Who am I to take this leap of faith and believe what you're saying, Joshua? There are many people in this world. Why aren't they here? They seem to be better than I or smarter than I or more talented or more educated, wealthier, more famous. Why aren't they here? Because you've been labeling things in a way that's aligned with the separation and fear. Those who are 
outliers in the success that's based in lack seem as if they're doing well. If you're an illusion of separation, an illusion of lack, an illusion of limitation, and someone does something through talent or will or effort and struggle, and they seem to have what you lack, then you will celebrate those people. However, what if this is a feeling reality and not a separate reality? What if the perspective is the highest achievement? Well, there's no one on the earth that has a higher perspective than those of you here and those of you listening at a later date. If you're listening to this, if you understand anything of this, it is not an accident. You came to this information prepared for everything we would ever say. You've asked for it. Why? Because of how powerful and wise you are. And you've come to make a bold statement. We are celebrating one thing, perspective. We are elevating our perspective. We are moving through that fear of separation, fear of lack, fear of limitation, fear of death, fear of persecution, fear of what other people think. These are common fears in an illusion of separation. But in oneness, they don't make any sense. In oneness, the truth is there in front of your eyes. So all you have to do is reach a little bit higher perspective. If you can understand that nothing is ever happening to you, it's always happening for you, that there is no wrong, that everything is always, always right, that from a limited perspective, everything will seem separate and wrong, but from a higher perspective, you can see the perfection in it all. And now it's time to see the perfection in yourself. But if you prop up this identity, well, you will be judging that, controlling it, and wishing it was different than it is. Always, always, always. I'm not good enough, so I have to fix this area through effort and struggle. But with a limited perspective, that's impossible because the things that you think would improve would improve from the outside, from some observer looking in. But they wouldn't improve the one thing that matters, how you feel. So you have a beautiful system in place called your emotions. You feel them intensely, which is a superpower. And when you feel negative emotion, you've identified a limitation and you are perceiving your reality inaccurately based in the identity. Who are you? What do you stand for? Where did you come from? What is your ethnicity? What is your background? What's your education? What are the jobs that you've had, the career that you had? What's the achievements that you've had? None of this matters in a reality of oneness because you never did anything on your own, ever. None of it was achieved through this identity. It was achieved despite the identity. It was gained through the service of others who were there for you in the capacity to move you along your journey so that you would reach here now. Every single person came to help you understand who you are so that you could do one thing, one thing 
that would assist all humanity from now until they all reach the same point where you are. One thing, and that's to be the example that you came to be, the example of alignment of those who live in oneness. We're happy to talk about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'd like to start. Porter. So I was reading the foundation's paper yesterday and a question came up when I read something about all of the, what you accumulate from all of your past lives, the perspective shift that you accumulate from your past lives. And I'd never thought to ask this question before, but what sort of tangibly can I understand about like each moment that I'm living in terms of what I've gained from a past life? Because it's not memory. I'm guessing like vibrational access that I have to, or I'm just trying to understand specifically what that, what that accumulation brings me in the present moment. Excellent. Let's explain it like this. Imagine you have a beaker and maybe there's an ounce of water in this beaker. That ounce of water we could call your origin consciousness has never experienced a physical life before. So it goes forth and it says, I really have nowhere to start, nothing to do. Every possible experience in physical reality would be an expansive one because there's never been one before. I want to come for the feelings and the experience and expansion of that. And the primary intention is to expand and enjoy. So that origin consciousness then grabs a little piece of source and that becomes the next life. That piece of source, we'll call it Bob. Bob then knowing what the origin conscious knows, having the fullness of the wisdom of that origin consciousness has, complete knowing, love, no fear, open, ready to go. Designs a life, jumps on in, and has whatever experience it has. Returns to the non-physical. Now we have two ounces of water in there. The life happens, three ounces, four ounces, five ounces, six ounces, seven ounces, eight ounces, nine ounces, 10 ounces, all the way up to the top. All of that consciousness is blended together. Certainly, for whatever purposes, it could be identified as life of Bob, life of Sally, life of Margaret, life of Steve, all the way up. But generally, it's one full beaker of consciousness. Together, they say, let's do another life. But now we are doing it from a full beaker of consciousness. Everything they've ever experienced, all the wisdom, all the nuances and knowledge they've gained from every experience in physical reality. Now, together, they say, well, let's do another life. They reach in to source, pull out a little consciousness, and this boom immediately becomes the fullest version of all of that consciousness. From the origin consciousness, layer upon layer upon layer of all the lives, all the experiences, all the wisdom, all the attributes, all the talents, all the knowledge, and all the power to create intentions. And so now with this full beaker coming alive as Porter, Porter then says, what do I want? 
to experience in this physical reality. Well, we know as a group of consciousness that emotional sensitivity is an excellent superpower to have in this physical reality because that is your guidance. And so if you really notice the guidance that you're getting, you're going to be really upset when things aren't working out the way you perceive they should, i.e. your perception in this matter is off. And you'll feel good when you perceive things as they truly are, i.e. your perception in this matter is aligned. What else would you like to experience? Well, to go on a journey for a full discovery of some interesting aspect of physical reality, I'd have to set up the conditions of my youth so I pretty much explore the opposite of that or the left side of that sphere. Set myself on a trajectory, have all these experiences, adopt all these beliefs, think about things in this one-sided way. Of course, you have talents and attributes and intentions and all the people in your life helping you, agreeing to help you, coming with you, jumping in here with you to move you along this journey till you come to a point where you say, oh yeah, it's not about me, it's about we. And you invert and flip over and now you see the perfection and you see what you're really here to explore. You liberate all those people, they go on to live their lives and have their explorations. And then you become this example of one who has a full rounded experience of this subject, whatever it may be. That inversion point though, well, you have to cross a little gate, a little gate of fear. Fear of becoming the person you did not want to become. Will you do it? Doesn't matter. But there's never been more power in any time of your existence. Never been more ability, never been more of the quality of the intentions that you set. Always leading you, leading you, leading you to this destination. Will you cross that line? Will you jump that fence? That's up to you. If you do, if you push past this fear, if you raise your perspective high enough, you become an example of one who is exploring the other side in authenticity. There are certain fears that you can push past that others would not be able to do. And there are certain fears that prevent you from becoming who you truly are. But you've never had a better chance. And when you return to the non-physical, you'll jump in that beaker with the rest of them, and you'll together say at some point, let's do it again, and the next incarnation will happen. But in your case, in all of the cases of those of you who are on this call now or a later date, you've come to this interesting time, this point in history, this magical place where you don't need to feel persecuted for your beliefs, don't need to hold on to any identity, don't need to worry about what other people think, has the ability to communicate with people all over the world, can live a life of relative ease without having to work every moment of your day, and have time to think and meditate and understand why isn't every area of my life working perfectly? What is this identity thing that could be holding me back. You see, if you have a very strong, rigid identity, you will believe that that identity is the reason people like, love, and respect you. But it's an illusion, the illusion based on separation. 
if you understand the concept of oneness, you'll know that you are one with your inner self. You are one with every person you've ever met. You are one with the mass consciousness of this planet, with all your guides and supporters. All of them are holding you up. All of them are supporting you. You. Now, they're not ready, those in your life, to do what you're ready to do. But you said, I'll come forth and I'll be the example. I'll be the example of what's possible when you embrace oneness rather than separation. When you think outside of the box, when you approach life in a radical new way, when you shift your perspective so high that in many areas of your life, it works fabulously. And then you'll notice in the areas of your life that aren't working fabulously, you'll say that there's some limitation there that makes no sense, but it's tied back to this aspect of my identity or that aspect of my identity. And then you come and say, I am not really Porter. I am not really separate. I am not really who I think I am, nor is anyone else. But what could I become if I dropped the identity? What could I become if I didn't need the validation in certain areas? What could I become if I didn't need people to be different? What could I become if I could achieve a perspective where possibly, quite possibly, that all these people are doing everything they need to do as agreed to prior to my birth so that I could become something so much more, something so much more that's never existed before, an example of oneness. Is it an accident that you have certain talents? Is it an accident that you have certain abilities to communicate and reach people? Is it an accident that you have an inspiration flowing to you about this exact concept to so many people who are ready to hear it and are looking up to you because they believe that you've reached a new level? Well, of course you have. So everything's in place for you to be this example. The only thing that's stopping you is by believing anything was wrong or had been wrong or will be wrong. There's no wrong in this universe. Everything is always, always right. When you feel negative emotion, well, you've just discovered something you thought was wrong. Since it cannot be wrong, you must elevate your perspective to see it as right. This process of looking at things you thought was wrong and elevating your perspective so you can see it as right. Well, you have no examples of this. You don't have any proof that this works. The only thing you have proof is emotion. When you think it's wrong, it does not feel good. But when you elevate your perspective, even though you say, uh, who am I to elevate my perspective in this one area? Who am I to drop my guard in this one area? Who am I to express love in this one area that may not be reciprocated? Who am I to be authentic, to be transparent in these areas where I wish they were different than they are? You're the one. You're the one who came forward and said, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but I have all this experience. I'll try it. We'll see if it works. But to do this, to elevate my perspective, I have to jump in. I have to adopt limiting beliefs. And I have to have a highly limited perspective, despite all my power, despite all my talents, despite my longing for something more. I have to come in and be shown 
that I am nothing by those who are there at the time. They don't want to show you that you're nothing, but they've agreed to. They don't want to force you to have this limited perspective, but to have a shift in perspective, a leap in perspective that you've had, you had to start as low as possible. Now, that's sort of difficult in these times where if you're born into a Western society, you have a lot of advantages that you wouldn't have had 100 years ago, where you'd be working on trying to survive, where everyone was basically the same. So the way to do it was to give you some beliefs that were never true, give you some experiences that caused you to adopt these beliefs. Worked out perfectly because it got you here. You have everything you need. You're at this inversion point. You simply have to realize it's always been you. It's never been anyone else you've followed. You've been looking outside of yourself, perceiving that this person is a leader, this one's an expert, this one knows what they're talking about. This person will give me the information I lack. It's always been within you. You have to become that which you do not like, the leader yourself, because you've seen them all falter and fail. Why? One reason, one reason only. They held on to an identity that gave them satisfaction. That identity cannot give you satisfaction because you are not that identity. And that's why they faltered, because they came ahead of you and said, I will go forth. I will look fabulous. I will be magnificent. And I will profess teachings and become a leader and be the example of one who has an identity and then falters as a result of their identity. Many or many, many are out there. There are so many to choose from. They've all come forward to be this for all of you. So now you invert and you do what they could not do. You drop the identity because that's an individual thing. That's an aspect of separation. And you become one. And in that oneness, you'll know exactly what to do. But now you don't have to drop it fully. It's still you. There's no detaching you from source. It's not possible. You are source. You are one with source. And you have this wonderful way of looking at life as Porter. And so Porter is part of this. But when you're massively thinking about what Porter needs, or Bob needs, or Martha needs, you're missing the bigger picture because you're narrowly focused on an illusion instead of broadly focused on what's real. Thank you. Excellent. Emma. Hi, Joshua. I've had about five or six different questions rolling through my mind as you're talking, and I'm not even sure I've settled on one. But the one that keeps coming up is a number of years ago, I was on a retreat, on a really beautiful retreat, having an amazing time, loving the people there, eating lovely food. And during one meditation, I was overwhelmed with emotion, negative emotion. I was sobbing and all sorts of stuff. And I didn't link that emotion to a manifestation event. I didn't know what this emotion was. And so I've been wondering ever since, I hear um, different modalities talking about that we have trapped emotion in our bodies that maybe we haven't been present to and experienced other times, maybe even other lifetimes linked to what Porter was talking about. And 
uh, inner children being trapped, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, because of the experience I've had and maybe during emotion, uh, during meditation at certain times, I felt a wave of emotion. I'm just interested to know your perspective on trapped emotion and whether it exists and the emotion we feel that's not always tied to a manifestation event. Excellent. There is always the availability of a release of emotion. And when you're crying, that's generally what's happening. You are purging trapped emotions. They're not really trapped. They've just been circling around and circling around, circling around. So imagine that you are four years old. You have an experience. The experience to you is meaningful from your perspective. The adults don't see it that way because they have a different perspective. You internalize something and we'll call it a little dust bunny. And it's spinning around, spinning around. And every time some other similar experience happens, it adds to this little dust bunny and it rolls around and it gathers more. It becomes a little energetic formation and possibly it gravitates to certain areas of your body, certain vibrational matches to that. But there's nothing really in the way there. Nothing really is happening. Depending on the intensity of the emotion you felt, it'll be spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. And possibly you come to a point somewhere and you realize, oh, that's not true. That doesn't matter. And you'll feel some emotion and you'll release it. You may cry a little. You may laugh a little. You release it. Sometimes you might release it through a body ache or a flu or something like that. Sometimes these emotions spin around, spin around, spin around. And they become part of your vibration and attract experiences to release them. But by this point, many of you are saying, this was wrong. This should not have happened. This was an event that I did not prefer and I would not have chosen. And so the manifestation event comes because this little dust bunny is rolling around your vibration and attracts the event so that you can purge it by seeing it differently. Because every manifestation event will come to show you this little trapped limitation. What most people do is say, that's wrong, that's wrong. And so they continuously allow it to keep spinning and it grows a little bit more and more and more. Higher, bigger, larger, more energetic manifestation events come and you have the opportunity at any time to look at them from a different perspective and see them as right, any time. And if you do, you'll gain information that will allow you to purge that little energetic formation. If you hold on to it and hold on to it, entrench your limiting beliefs more and more and more, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it attracts a representation in a physical form inside your body. Could be anything. Maybe a little ache or a pain in the beginning. And then you say, this ache or pain should be gone. You take some aspirin, go see a doctor, you have surgery, goes on and on and on. What's the cause of the aches and pains? It's not wear and tear on your body. Your body is rejuvenating itself with new cells every moment. Nothing can get old and decrepit. What's happening is there's all these little energetic forms all operating all at the same time and attracting whatever you need so that you can see it. Now, when you have an experience like you had, where you were experiencing joy, the people, the food, 
where you were, who you were with, the subject matter that you were investigating. You felt really good. And something in you realized that life could always be like this. That you never had to be anything different than you were. You weren't being different to those people. You were being yourself, authentic, maybe for the first time. Maybe you were allowing yourself to be accepted by them. Sure, maybe you had similar interests or similar ways of viewing life. And you saw like-minded people. And in their companionship, you felt accepted where you hadn't felt accepted before. And suddenly, all that trapped emotion of non-acceptance, non-acceptance, I I'm, should be different than I am, I have to be this way and that way and this way, you let your identity down, you became authentic, and you released all of that. The releasing of all of this is so easy to do. You just see the truth. That's all you got to do. Now, you don't have to go out and figure it out, really. All you have to do is raise your perspective. You say, I am much more than I thought I was. I don't need to pretend anymore. I thought I did. I thought I had to be this way for other people to like me. I thought I had to have certain qualities. Otherwise, who would like me? You never did because reality doesn't work that way. If you were absolutely authentic and not needing anyone or anything from your outside conditions, not needing it, not needing them to love you or validate you or respect you or any of that. If you didn't need them to do that, you would attract those who were like you, authentic. And the experience you had on the retreat would be the experience you had in every moment of your life. Can you imagine living like that? Well, you'd have to push past a lot of fear because you believe that you have to be something you're not in order to get something from the outside. But what if you believe that you had everything you needed and all you had to do is give what you have to the outside? Give away, give away, give away, give away. Give your time, give your patience, give your kindness, give your compassion, give your special knowledge, give your talents. Serve them, not by doing anything you don't want to do, but by doing what you're passionate about by doing what thrills you and gives you energy, living in service of others in complete harmony with who you truly are. All the energy, inspiration, and tools, and everything you need will come flowing from you. It's literally like turning on a dripping faucet, a drip, 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 a little bit of love, a little bit of love, a little bit of love, to full speed. The more you turn it on, the more will flow endlessly. There is no end to this. When you turn on your kitchen sink to do your dishes, you turn it full on. You don't worry about it running out. Well, you may worry about it costing you a few pennies, but it's not going to run out if you leave it on. It flows endlessly. And you can flow endlessly as well, because the more you flow, the more that comes, all of you. But you can only do it by being authentic. That's how you turn the tap on. It'll come out of you when you realize you don't have to be anything other than who you are. Now, who you are is not this identity. Who you are is source. What could source become in the vessel called Emma? When you say, who am I to flow love? Sure, that's difficult. I am not wiser than the wisest. 
braver than the bravest, more talented than the most talented, more spectacular than the most famous celebrity. I'm not that. Who am I to flow this? I'm not the greatest teacher. No, of course you're not. Because this isn't you. But you as an aspect of source is. The clue is you're already here. That's all it is. So you don't need this Emma personality. Of course, it's absolutely beneficial. It's wonderful. Everyone loves it. Throw in a little source to that. See what you can become when you partner up with who you really are. And you just say, I need nothing. I'm going to flow pure love, pure acceptance, just like I did that weekend. I'm going to live like I'm on a retreat. I'm going to live like everyone is my soulmate because everyone is. You wouldn't know them if they weren't. You are eternally linked to everyone you know, to all these people here, everyone, all of you are. Everyone in your life is your soulmate, perfectly matched to you. When you realize that and look at it from that perspective and realize that they came because you were ready to be that example. Wow. That's a high perspective. And the higher your perspective can go, the less Emma has to worry about things and the more source can come on in. Does that make sense to you? Totally. Totally. Really helpful. Thank you so much. Excellent. Lori. Hi, Joshua. I have a question about, in the beginning, you talked about identity. And Gary brought up that I identify as a vegan, which I'm like, oh, yeah. And I put it out there a lot. Last year, I mean, it might have been an inspiration, but I felt like I was hitting rock bottom with a certain aspect of my health. And I didn't want to ever do vegan. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try it. And it's been working. Now, my guides have told me that this is just temporary. And it's also more complex than that. And that it is helping me with my passion too, which is cooking, exploring different things that I've never explored before. At what point am I pushing this too much? Or is this what I'm supposed, I'm like confused as to, am I not supposed to, because it's part of my identity or I, I don't know. I'm like totally confused at this point. Excellent. This is a wonderful question. What is part of your identity? Is it your left foot? Is that part of your identity? Do you identify with your left foot? How about the color of your hair? Do you identify with the color of your hair? Do you walk around saying what color your hair is to everyone? Do you identify with your glasses or your eyesight or your smile? What do you identify? What are you trying to get back by telling this story? I guess I just, when I'm in certain situations, I want to make sure I can eat because I get Excellent, hungry. because you will starve to death and die. Yes. Excellent. Is that true? Is that true? No. No, so, you, so that's not true. So what is it that causes you to proclaim to everyone who will listen to you that you're a vegan? I guess I'm proud of what I achieved, that I was able to feel better because I did this. Is it proud of what you achieved? Is it an achievement? What do you believe you can take away from this one aspect as opposed to all the other aspects of you? 
that you did not share. Where were you born? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's your heritage? Mostly German. What's your grade point average? What level of school did you get through? What Uh, degrees do you have? What certifications do you have? What jobs have you had? What past relationships have you had? What experiences have you had? You didn't lead with any of those. No. You led with one thing. The Mm -hmm. thing that you thought that would get you some attention or get you something to talk about or get some validation from others. Oh, you're a vegan. That must have been difficult. Why'd you do that? Ooh, you can't eat with everyone else. That's interesting. No one else is a vegan. Oh, you didn't prepare. You didn't buy any food. You didn't mention it until the day before you came. So there's no possible way anyone could have prepared for you. Interesting. You stand out. Would you be willing to let us play with you here for a bit? Sure. Sure. Excellent. This is difficult. Well, if it's difficult, we do not want to push you in any way, because what you're doing here is you're providing an excellent example for what this identity is and and why people latch onto it. Mm -hmm. So we are marveling at your bravery. And at any time, you could say, enough is enough, Joshua. You're being so hard on me. But you are being brave and courageous, because this is who you truly are. This is the example that you were inspired to share. This example is probably not really your thing. You probably don't care that much about showing off as a vegan. But in the situation that you were in, which was all about identity at the Quantum Life Retreat, all about identity, did you notice? that the entire thing was about identity. And everyone came and played their part perfectly, bringing forth strong identities and showing them off. Showing them off. What was interesting about this weekend, those who had been to the previous, the first one, and those who saw this one, started with the introductions. In the first event, every single person there, except for those who were coaxed, said, I'm Bob. I'm Kathy, I'm Diane, I'm Mike, glad to be here, and that was about it. A little bit different context this time. Most of them told every single moment of their lives, on and on and on and on and on. They were happy to get up there and talk about themselves and show their identity. There was a lot of personality in that room that night, so much so that it They couldn't finish it the first night. They had to do the second night. Couldn't finish the second night. Poor people never even got to introduce themselves. Very interesting. Now, was this an accident? Of course not. And so you were in the group with the big identities. Because of this, there's a little bit of a gamesmanship. Who's got the biggest identity? Who can show off the most? Possibly it went under the radar. No one really understood what they were doing, but they were there to present themselves so that Chrissy and Gary and the others who were there before could see that this identity thing within the quantum life theory program is a huge part of it. And the breakthroughs are going to be made by softening this identity. And there were so many examples where the identity was thrusting itself out there. Gary and Christy realized that this wasn't normal for those who came, that something inspired them to 
bring forth the biggest part of their identity. And yours was this vegan thing. She set it up perfectly. And so that you walked in and you said, I can have this. And so Gary took you in the pantry and you found some gluten-free items and some stuff that you could make. And so he whipped you up a nice dinner mm-hmm. and played a little game on you. Yes. He got Trace to shave some Parmesan, hold it in a bowl. And as he passed you your delicious dish of vegan noodles and vegetables, she popped on the top of Parmesan mm-hmm. cheese. And surprised and delighted everyone but you. And it was a... I was willing to eat it. I was willing to eat it. You were willing to eat it <gasps> under the consequences that you would possibly die. Yes. And it was hilarious. And then, of course, your real dish came out and you realized they were just having fun with you. Then you were in a competition. The competition was to make a salad for the lunch for everyone. And you were tied to someone who was making the salad with you. Mm -hmm. And as you're making the salad, in front of everyone, you proclaimed, who's going to make my lunch? Mm -hmm. And here you are making the vegan dish for the whole place. And so you were inserting oh this vegan idea yep. in every mm-hmm. minute. Now, we're not saying that you intentionally did this to do anything. We are actually saying that this happened because this was the weekend to do this. And everyone had inspiration to be this big personality, to be a juxtaposition of the two different kinds of ways that people were showing their identity. The mild-mannered, sit in the background, be quiet, don't say anything, don't stand up, and the boisterous, full-on identity. And this struck Gary and the others who had been there to both experiences and said, aha, this is all about identity. If we can find a way to allow people to soften that identity and to allow them to raise a perspective, because with a strong identity, it's very difficult, they can receive inspiration that they would not receive before. If being a vegan is your identity and your guides are telling you, you are ready to change, you will have to go through so much fear to change. Do you understand this? Yeah, that's it's yeah, not I about know that. eating. It's not about being healthy. It's about who you think you're presenting to the world. And because you're changing all the time, if you attach an identity to any aspect, it'll be impossible to change because you'll have to let go of the thing that you think causes others to like, love, respect you, or pay attention to you in any way. You get something from being a vegan. There are vegans on this planet who do not tell anyone and they survive somehow. In every circumstance, they don't need to let anyone else know. But you wanted this one aspect of your identity to be presented because you were in a group of big identities. This was your thing. But if you hold on to this thing of being a vegan, and now it's time to change something for your path, you won't want to drop that because it's who you think you are. You get something from your reality by playing this role. That's all. And you did a marvelous job 
of illustrating that to everyone. And you did a marvelous job of being courageous to come forward and let us play with you a bit. Well, thank you. Excellent. (laughs) We have time for one quick question. Emma? Hi, Joshua. So I've got a repeating pattern of contracts that keep coming in and then as big contracts, and then they end up being small contracts. And part of me is getting confused that actually, if everything's happening for a reason, maybe I don't even have to identify what the belief is because it's happening for the best anyway. So I'm kind of confusing myself over these these contracts, but just even, you know, it's it's early in Sydney today, but I checked my emails just before I came on here and another contract that's been signed is disappearing. So that's part one. Part two is around the identity, whether it's actually when you're inverting, whether it's like an identity of like being a, you know, a business owner or self-employed or whether it's an identity around things like, you know, working hard because I've just got back from my three months away from the desk, not working. I've now been at the desk two days and I've just, I'm confused. Excellent. (laughs) I think. From a perspective of separation, where you form an identity and you believe the identity is your reason for everything that you have in your life. And it provides you with some satisfaction and validation. It's very difficult to let it go. It's the bravest thing in the world to let it go. Because if you let it go, where will you be guided? Well, you'll be guided to everything you truly want. If you let it go, how will you protect yourself? How will you control things? How will you pay for things? How will you eke out a modicum of security if you just let it go? What will you present to others at dinner parties before you're a successful businesswoman? Now you're... Who knows what you are? How could they possibly even want to talk to you? Because you're not understanding who you truly are. This identity that you have, that everyone has, it's, let's say, 1% of who you truly are. And so you spend your time talking about you being a business person and traveling the world and giving lectures, and you think that is the reason people like you. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. It has to do with who you are. Who you are beneath all that, the vibration that you are, is what attracts people to you. Everything else is a mask to that vibration. So all you can say is, how good are you at masking your true identity with this false thing? Let's imagine that you decide that you're going to take on an acting role in your local theater just for fun. You'll come and you'll try out for a part. You'll win the part. You'll come to rehearsals. And you'll play this role of a early 1900 socialite who's always been wealthy and famous and in the limelight, has this sparkling personality. Everyone is always around her all the time. And in the role, when she's alone, she's depressed. You'll play this role, and the audience will cheer. They'll throw roses at the stage. They'll think you've made a remarkable performance. They'll talk to you in your dressing room. They'll celebrate you. Reporters will say, this is amazing that you had never acted before, and here you are, and 
taking on this role and getting such great reviews. And then you go home and you'll say, Ooh, I really liked it. all the attention I got as an actor. And what's much nicer than the attention I got as a business person. Maybe I'll just go into acting. So you think that these roles that you're playing are the reason people like you because certainly the response from the outside is reflective to the vibration you're emitting. You donned a role of a business person. You donned the role of one who is, can write a book, can give a speech, can travel the world, can be celebrated. Excellent. But it's not who you are at all. It's just something that you've adopted because you thought this would show others that I'm worthy of their love, worthy of their respect, worthy of having a conversation with at a dinner party. And for you to drop this and become who you truly are without knowing where that's going to lead you, very difficult. A lot of fear you'd have to push past. And so you say, okay, this experience that I do not like that keeps happening all the time and over and over and over again just doesn't matter. You cannot have an experience that doesn't matter. They all matter. And if you're not getting it, if you're not getting what the experience is telling you, it has to come again. Now, you could say easily, and this would be absolutely true, that if you were a business person, if that's who you truly were, if you got no satisfaction from it meaning anything, if you didn't believe this is why people like, love, and respect you, if this didn't give you status, and we mean that word exactly as we said, status, you get derived satisfaction from this. You derive satisfaction from it. Now, if this was true, you wouldn't derive satisfaction. You'd only be interested in what you're doing. You wouldn't care if it was one person, one tiny contract, or the biggest contract that you could think of. You wouldn't care. It wouldn't make any difference to you because you're not getting satisfaction in the numbers. You would be living your passion, and you'd be living in love, ease, authenticity, and inspiration would be flowing to you, and you'd just be acting on inspiration. You'd be just doing whatever comes, but because you're not authentically living your purpose, which is fine, you're sifting and sorting, you're figuring it out, you're asking these questions, you're doing everything perfectly. You're not there yet. You don't want to be there yet. You want to explore. You want to sift and sort. You want to figure this out using your own life as the lens. It's a little difficult when it's your own life, a little difficult when you've been doing it for years and years and years. But if it is not working perfectly, well, there's got to be some resistance, right? Doesn't that make sense? Now, could be you don't believe yourself to be who you think you are. That could be the resistance. Or this is just some role you picked up. It's not who you are at all. And you've been trying to use it to be who you are. Gary, obviously a teacher. Obviously taught all kinds of things, but 
used real estate. Seminar after seminar, gave talks, gave speeches, told, showed people how to do what he's doing. Wrote a book, wrote a little guidebook on how to sell foreclosures. Had a radio show. All the talents that he has, that he came in with, that would lead him to what he's doing right now, were always there. But he thought he had to be successful. He had to make money. He had to be some incredible success for others to like, like him. Why else would they like him? There's no other reason. And so his efforts and struggling could not work because they would be a reward for living inauthentically. inauthentically. If he had everything work, he would never find who he is now. It couldn't have worked. It was impossible. He got a taste of it because that's the power of who he is. And then he lost it. And then he was able to slowly but surely move towards that which he is. Years and years and years and years. You all have a benefit. You all can take a course, can read a book, can get on a podcast, can ask questions, can shift your perspective much more quickly. But if you're using your identity for satisfaction, then the contract has to be small. The contract has to be less. The effort and struggle can end up to a hill of beans. You might compare yourself. Hey, that's not bad. I'm doing pretty good. I did this, that, and the other. You're using it. You're using your veganism to get attention. You're saying, this is an achievement cutting out meat and cheese, and dairy. Is it an achievement? Or is it something you just want to tell? Some story about yourself. It's up to you. You might hold on to this identity. You might keep going because you've done a lot to promote it. You've put a lot of time into it. You've invested a lot into this identity. And the hardest thing to do is to drop a rigid identity. You don't have to drop it. You don't have to do it all. You just have to know that there's much more for you. And when you get in tune to who you truly are, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, this is so much nicer, so much easier, so much more authentic, so much more fun, and everything will work. You can't be the example that you came to be holding up a false identity. That's what everyone else is doing. What kind of example is that? If you were successful holding up a false identity, you'd be an example of how someone within the illusion of separation made it. That's not you. That's literally the opposite of you. What you will become is an example of one who could give up or who let go or who could soften their identity and become something so much more. But guess what? When you become the authentic version of you, you cannot use it to validate yourself. Let that sink in. Everything you think, all of you, about why people love you, why people like you, why people respect you, why people would even talk to you, 
All that is not true. It's false. It means nothing. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It isn't a thing at all. You're inherently wonderful, attractive, magnificent, spectacular. And that's in your vibration. And so whatever you have in your life, it's come despite the identity, not because of it. Because the vibration and the attention of you is so strong, it's there regardless. But it's at the most limited when you believe the most strongly in your identity. Let go of the identity and you will see your satisfaction with life soar. Think about everyone and everything else. Serve them, serve them, serve them. And stop thinking you need anything. Because a being of your power, pretending that you need a little bit of money here and a little bit of pat, pat in the backs here, accolades here, reward here, security here, you are simply stifling the power that you are. That's okay. All of you are. And you'll get there, and it'll take as much time as you need. There is no rush in the world. This life, you came with the most expanded possibilities and intentions and powers and talents and attributes and the best people around you, the best time to be born, the best place to be born. Set yourself up incredibly well, and the proof is you're here. You may not think that being here is anything special. Anyone could be here. We promise you this is not true. Those of you who are here, those of you who are listening, those of you who understand any of this are here because you're so powerful. You came to be an example. This is where you learn how to be an example. This is how you learn it. And you become that example when you just simply shift your perspective and imagine you're far more than you think you are. And with that, we are complete. Thank Thanks, you, Joshua. Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Joshua. Have a wonderful week. I hope you love that one as much as I did. It is interesting how we're going through these phases of shifting our identities. And Joshua was talking about there. I am love to cook. I take a lot of pride in cooking. I think I'm a good cook. And I also think that's why people like me. So, so it's been like a couple of weeks now where I haven't really been able to cook much because everything I do is, comes out terrible. And I can't use that any longer as a reason to prop myself up. It's part of my identity, but it's really actually limiting because if I get inspiration to say, let someone else cook or go out to dinner and I'll say, no, I want to cook, then I'll miss that inspiration. That's why we we uh, let go of a lot of our identity because we want to get way more tuned into inspiration. And this is how you do it. Um, we have a bunch of courses going on starting Monday. If you haven't taken the foundations course, if you've taken the other courses, we did a hundred people in the first foundations course. And a lot of them were new people, but a lot of them were also boot campers and Ascension experience and basic training. And it took everyone to a higher level. It is an absolutely incredible 14 days. There's a lot going on. And, and at the end of this one, we'll do an activation too. It's going to be the only time you can get an activation. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. 
and I'll send you all the information. Basic training as well, starting on Monday, and we're putting together uh, a few groups to do the Expand Your Identity QLT program. QLT is based in science. There's no woo-woo about it. There's no mention of channeling. And you can do this with friends who aren't interested in spirituality. It'll actually be the most effective thing they can do. There is nothing really out there that explains this stuff in a scientific way that will meet a lot of people's belief systems. So yeah, it'd be great to do it with a partner with someone. And there's also a discount if you bring in someone who is not familiar with uh, Joshua's stuff. And um, the, in, the, in, the, in these groups, everyone is, you know, coaching each other and helping each other, supporting each other and holding each other accountable so that everyone gets the most out of it. And then the groups can continue as long as you want after the six weeks as well. It's a great way to build a community and meet new people. And so I highly suggest that. So send me an email to garybadley at gmail.com and I'll send you information on everything. And if you like, we can get together and talk or you can just pick one that you like and we'll go from there. Please like and subscribe and especially leave a review. That really helps. Okay, until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.
We are thrilled to be here. One thing that became startling clear to Christy at the end of the boot camp, the end of the basic training program, the end of Ascension Experience, and even the end of the QLT weekend was that an identity plays an important part, an important role in the lives of all of you. You tend to believe that's who you are. You tend to think that that's how you came in and you naturally gravitated towards aspects of yourself that were inherently true, part of who you are in the non-physical. And while some of that is true, you don't really understand that your identity as the person that you believe yourself to be is a trajectory, nothing more than that. It allowed you to get here now, allowed you to sift and sort and move your body through experiences, adopting beliefs and choosing for yourself how you would interpret the manifestation events and the experiences that you went through. A lot of it was done without really understanding how the system of physical reality worked. You didn't really understand how your emotions played a part, how your emotions were always guiding you. You didn't realize that you were connected to all the people you know eternally, that you have done this many times before, that you have a DNA, and that provides part of the personality that you believe yourself to be, which have also created what we call a persona. And the persona is designed to allow you to navigate your reality in different situations. You are a different person with your children than you are with your parents or your mates, or your friends or your coworkers. And you might notice that very keenly that when you're in one group of friends or one group of people that you are different than you are with others. Now, why is that? How could that be? Well, you believe you have to be something in order to be accepted. You have to be something in order to be respected or loved. You couldn't just be accepted or loved for who you truly are. And so you adopt what you believe would get you the most out of your reality. You have an emotional guidance system and you're all very emotionally sensitive people. This is a superpower that you brought in with you. You have a certain level of intellect, exactly what you needed for the life you were going to live this time around. In fact, you had everything you needed for every experience that you would ever have. And you were able to somehow, some way, sift and sort, gain a set of beliefs, form an identity, form a persona, move into situations, and make decisions based on whatever perspective you had at the time. You shifted that perspective with experiences as you moved on. And you gravitate towards that which would allow you to feel better because you're emotionally sensitive. If you were not emotionally sensitive, you would not be moved by experiences as much as you have. You would accept what life was bringing you. But because you could not do that, because you felt the emotions very strongly, you said, there must be a better way. And so you found a book, you found a video, you found some teaching somewhere. And they led you right here where you are today. Whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, you intended to be here. This implies that you had very strong intentions because you were among the first to come here, the first to entertain these ideas, the first to actually do whatever you can to shift your perspective higher and higher and higher. As you shift that perspective higher, the one thing that you notice is that your identity does not serve you. Your identity is simply limiting you. And since you cannot stay limited 
as a limitless being, knowing what you know, you will have to change things up, look at things differently, understand that what got you here is what you do not need to go forward. What got you here was fine, but there are aspects of who you think you are that are not aligned with who you truly are. And these aspects are not wrong or bad. They're simply limiting you. But you're endeavoring to raise your perspective, which means that you can no longer rely on what got you here, on your charms or your talents or your achievements or your attributes. Anything you identify with is simply at this point limiting. It limits you. It limits you from acting on inspiration. It limits you from receiving inspiration. It limits you from doing things you would never do before. It limits you from getting everything you truly want. It lim limits you from inverting, from moving to that process where you realize that it's not all about you, that to be in a state of oneness, you have to realize that everyone and everything and every aspect of your reality is you. Doesn't serve you to effort and struggle whatsoever. Doesn't serve you to bargain or negotiate with those around you. Doesn't serve you to keep them teaching you, relying on you, or you relying on them to see aspects of yourself you cannot see. You're moving beyond that now. You're moving into a brand new level, a level where few humans have ever been before because you're starting to really understand this process. You're starting to really shift your perspective. It starts with your emotions. When you realize that your emotions are neither good or bad, they're just simply letting you know if you're perceiving your reality accurately in the moment or inaccurately. If you're perceiving it accurately, more aligned with how your inner self is seeing it, your inner self sends you the emotion that you would call positive. If you're not perceiving it accurately, if you are thinking things are wrong or bad in any way, shape, or form, you will feel fear and negative emotion. Now, the emotions are neutral, and you've assigned labels to them like you do everything else. That's fine. But why would you feel negative emotion? Well, it's because something is occurring in your outer reality. We call them manifestation events. And they're pointing to a limitation. And since you're a limitless being, you very much want to know what those are because all limitations are self-imposed in this reality. And they don't serve you anymore. Maybe they served you in the past. It doesn't matter. But when you bump up against something you do not like or think is wrong, it's there to show you a limitation, a limitation in the form of a belief that's attached to an identity that is not real. It's certainly not real. Part of it is formed by perceptions of experiences you had in your youth before you realized who you truly were. And if you're relying on those to keep you grounded and move you forward, it will not work. It can't work. You're like, I let it go. Let it go. There's no need for you to prop yourself up or gain any satisfaction from any aspect of that identity. No matter how wonderful you think you are, and you are all wonderful, there's so much more you can see and experience and be in this life. Do you want to move beyond where you are now? Do you want your perception of yourself to be aligned in all areas of your life? Is there anything that's not working? Do you believe you do not deserve 
love and relationships and abundance and freedom, satisfaction in your work, you can get all that. Of course you can. Is your birthright. It's not beyond you in any form. There is nothing outside of you stopping you. You have no idea why certain areas of your life aren't working. You've tried different things. You've tried to control the situation and the people. There's only one thing that's in your way, one thing only, and it's your perception of yourself and your reality. It's your perspective. That perspective is translated into a vibration that a vibration is emitted into the universe and comes back with a reflection of that vibration or a reflection of that identity. Soften the identity, let go of it, and alter your approach to life. From me to we. In service of me to in service of others. Are you thinking about yourself more of the time? Or are you thinking about how you could really be there for others? Your family, your friends, your coworkers. Doesn't matter who it is. They're all equal. You might say, sure, I'm there for my children. I'm there for my mate. I'm there for my parents. I'm there for my family. What about your coworkers or people you just meet on the street? What about your friends or acquaintances or the people you find annoying? What about everything? What about every single aspect of your reality? Seems like that's a lot of effort and struggle, doesn't it? To repair all these relationships and to serve others and to do all these things that would help you raise your perspective. And we say there's no effort involved in that at all. It's simply a shift in the way you see things, a shift in the way you see yourself, why you're here, who you are, who you truly are. It's a shift in becoming. Becoming that which you intended to become. Now, the interesting thing about this identity is it is formed basically in the opposite of who you truly are. It's formed in fear and control and making sure you are safe and protected and get what you think you lack. But everything you truly want is in becoming that which you have no idea who that is. What could you become? What could you become? What could you become if you let go of the identity? What could you become if you let go of needing things? or having to change things or control things, what could you become? Could you become that which has everything already? That which needs nothing? That which is a representation of your powerful, wise inner self? That which is here to be an example in no effort. Now, we want to make this perfectly clear. In becoming who you are, there's no effort. It's simply a shifting of perspective. It will happen. It will come to you. But that which you truly are has no fear because there's no inauthenticity about it. You see, as the human adopting identity, the reason you do this is because you say, these are the aspects that I would like to promote or represent or offer the world as the reason 
they could trust me or like me or love me or respect me. You see, without X, Y, and Z, why would they? If I didn't have this sense of humor, bank account, if I didn't have this niceness, goodness, if I didn't have this body or age or certain aspects of my personality, why would they love me? There's no reason for them to. So I'd have to maintain those things. But of course, this is all the illusion. This is all that's keeping you away from everything you want, not getting you what you want. To think of yourself from such a high perspective, realizing that every single person in your life is there to coax you to a higher perspective. A higher perspective is simply seeing this, realizing this, realizing they've always been there for you. Realizing that every single thing that they've brought to you, whether they've been honorary or wonderful, has been to show you who you are, show you where you're coming from, and show you that you do not need to be different than you are. You can be exactly as you are, as you truly are authentic, transparent, needing no reason or excuse for their love. But to get there, you'd have to understand something about yourself and understand something about them. You are on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought for a reason. There are not others here like you. You are all similar in that. There's some quality about you that you cannot see, some power within you, some intentions that you brought with you. You've done everything perfect to this point in time. Every single thing has been perfect to this point in time. But to move to the next level, you have to go through this process of saying, who am I to be this? Who am I to do this? Who am I to take this leap of faith and believe what you're saying, Joshua? There are many people in this world. Why aren't they here? They seem to be better than I or smarter than I or more talented or more educated, wealthier, more famous. Why aren't they here? Because you've been labeling things in a way that's aligned with the separation and fear. Those who are outliers in the success that's based in lack seem as if they're doing well. If you're an illusion of separation, an illusion of lack, an illusion of limitation, and someone does something through talent or will or effort and struggle, and they seem to have what you lack, then you will celebrate those people. However, what if this is a feeling reality and not a separate reality? What if the perspective is the highest achievement? Well, there's no one on the earth that has a higher perspective than those of you here and those of you listening at a later date. If you're listening to this, if you understand anything of this, it is not an accident. You came to this information prepared for everything we would ever say. You've asked for it. Why? Because of how powerful and wise you are. And you've come to make a bold statement. We are celebrating one thing, perspective. We are elevating our perspective. We are moving through that fear of separation, fear of lack, fear of limitation, 
fear of death, fear of persecution, fear of what other people think. These are common fears in an illusion of separation. But in oneness, they don't make any sense. In oneness, the truth is there in front of your eyes. So all you have to do is reach a little bit of higher perspective. If you can understand that nothing is ever happening to you, it's always happening for you, that there is no wrong, that everything is always, always right, that from a limited perspective, everything will seem separate and wrong, but from a higher perspective, you can see the perfection in it all. Now it's time to see the perfection in yourself. But if you prop up this identity, well, you will be judging that, controlling it, and wishing it was different than it is. Always, always, always. I'm not good enough, so I have to fix this area through effort and struggle. But with a limited perspective, that's impossible because the things that you think would improve would improve from the outside, from some observer looking in. But they wouldn't improve the one thing that matters, how you feel. So you have a beautiful system in place called your emotions. You feel them intensely, which is a superpower. And when you feel negative emotion, you've identified a limitation and you are perceiving your reality inaccurately based in the identity. Who are you? What do you stand for? Where did you come from? What is your ethnicity? What is your background? What's your education? What are the jobs that you've had, the career that you had? What's the achievements that you've had? None of this matters in a reality of oneness because you never did anything on your own, ever. None of it was achieved through this identity. It was achieved despite the identity. It was gained through the service of others who were there for you in the capacity to move you along your journey so that you would reach here now. Every single person came to help you understand who you are so that you could do one thing, one thing that would assist all humanity from now until they all reach the same point where you are. One thing, and that's to be the example that you came to be, the example of alignment of those who live in oneness. We're happy to talk about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'd like to start. Porter. So I was reading the foundation's paper yesterday and a question came up when I read something about all of the, what you accumulate from all of your past lives, the perspective shift that you accumulate from your past lives. And I'd never thought to ask this question before, but what sort of tangibly can I understand about like each moment that I'm living in terms of what I've gained from a past life? Because it's not memory. I'm guessing like vibrational access that I have to, or I'm just trying to understand specifically what that, what that accumulation brings me in the present moment. Excellent. Let's explain it like this. Imagine you have a beaker and maybe there's an ounce of water in this beaker. That ounce of water we could call your origin consciousness has never experienced a physical life before. 
So it goes forth and it says, I really have nowhere to start, nothing to do. Every possible experience in physical reality would be an expansive one because there's never been one before. I want to come for the feelings and the experience and expansion of that. And the primary intention is to expand and enjoy. So that origin consciousness then grabs a little piece of source and that becomes the next life. That piece of source, we'll call it Bob. Bob then knowing what the origin conscious knows, having the fullness of the wisdom of that origin consciousness has, complete knowing, love, no fear, open, ready to go. Designs a life, jumps on in, and has whatever experience it has. Returns to the non-physical. Now we have two ounces of water in there. The life happens, three ounces, four ounces, five ounces, six ounces, seven ounces, eight ounces, nine ounces, 10 ounces, all the way up to the top. All of that consciousness is blended together. Certainly, for whatever purposes, it could be identified as life of Bob, life of Sally, life of Margaret, life of Steve, all the way up. But generally, it's one full beaker of consciousness. Together, they say, let's do another life. But now we are doing it from a full beaker of consciousness. Everything they've ever experienced, all the wisdom, all the nuances and knowledge they've gained from every experience in physical reality. Now, together, they say, let's do another life. They reach in to source, pull out a little consciousness, and this boom immediately becomes the fullest version of all of that consciousness. From the origin consciousness, layer upon layer upon layer of all the lives, all the experiences, all the wisdom, all the attributes, all the talents, all the knowledge, and all the power to create intentions. And so now with this full beaker coming alive as Porter, Porter then says, what do I want to experience in this physical reality? Well, we know as a group of consciousness that emotional sensitivity is an excellent superpower to have in this physical reality because that is your guidance. And so if you really notice the guidance that you're getting, you're going to be really upset when things aren't working out the way you perceive they should, i.e. your perception in this matter is off. And you'll feel good when you perceive things as they truly are, i.e. your perception in this matter is aligned. What else would you like to experience? Well, to go on a journey for a full discovery of some interesting aspect of physical reality, I'd have to set up the conditions of my youth so I pretty much explore the opposite of that or the left side of that sphere. Set myself on a trajectory, have all these experiences, adopt all these beliefs, think about things in this one-sided way. Of course, you have talents and attributes and intentions and all the people in your life helping you, agreeing to help you, coming with you, jumping in here with you to move you along this journey till you come to a point where you say, oh yeah, it's not about me, it's about we. 
Then you invert and flip over, and now you see the perfection, and you see what you're really here to explore. You liberate all those people. They go on to live their lives and have their explorations. And then you become this example of one who has a full rounded experience of this subject, whatever it may be. That inversion point though, well, you have to cross a little gate, a little gate of fear, fear of becoming the person you did not want to become. Will you do it? Doesn't matter. But there's never been more power in any time of your existence. Never been more ability, never been more of the quality of the intentions that you set. Always leading you, leading you, leading you to this destination. Will you cross that line? Will you jump that fence? That's up to you. If you do, if you push past this fear, if you raise your perspective high enough, you become an example of one who is exploring the other side in authenticity. There are certain fears that you can push past that others would not be able to do. And there are certain fears that prevent you from becoming who you truly are. But you've never had a better chance. And when you return to the non-physical, you'll jump in that beaker with the rest of them, and you'll together say at some point, let's do it again, and the next incarnation will happen. But in your case, in all of the cases of those of you who are on this call now or a later date, you've come to this interesting time, this point in history, this magical place where you don't need to feel persecuted for your beliefs, don't need to hold on to any identity, don't need to worry about what other people think, have the ability to communicate with people all over the world, can live a life of relative ease without having to work every moment of your day and have time to think and meditate and understand why isn't every area of my life working perfectly? What is this identity thing that could be holding me back? You see, if you have a very strong, rigid identity, you will believe that that identity is the reason people like, love, and respect you. But there's an illusion, the illusion based on separation. If you understand the concept of oneness, you'll know that you are one with your inner self. You are one with every person you've ever met. You are one with the mass consciousness of this planet, with all your guides and supporters. All of them are holding you up. All of them are supporting you. You. Now, they're not ready, those in your life, to do what you're ready to do. But you said, I'll come forth and I'll be the example. I'll be the example of what's possible when you embrace oneness rather than separation. When you think outside of the box, when you approach life in a radical new way, when you shift your perspective so high that in many areas of your life, it works fabulously. And then you'll notice in the areas of your life that aren't working fabulously, you'll say that there's some limitation there that makes no sense, but it's tied back to this aspect of my identity or that aspect of my identity. And then you come and say, I am not really Porter. I am not really separate. I am not really who I think I am, nor is anyone else. But what could I become if I dropped the identity? What could I become if I didn't need 
the validation in certain areas. What could I become if I didn't need people to be different? What could I become if I could achieve a perspective where possibly, quite possibly, that all these people are doing everything they need to do as agreed to prior to my birth so that I could become something so much more, something so much more that's never existed before, an example of oneness. Is it an accident that you have certain talents? Is it an accident that you have certain abilities to communicate and reach people? Is it an accident that you have an inspiration flowing to you about this exact concept to so many people who are ready to hear it and are looking up to you because they believe that you've reached a new level? Well, of course you have. So everything's in place for you to be this example. The only thing that's stopping you is by believing anything was wrong or had been wrong or will be wrong. There's no wrong in this universe. Everything is always, always right. When you feel negative emotion, well, you've just discovered something you thought was wrong. Since it cannot be wrong, you must elevate your perspective to see it as right. This process of looking at things you thought is wrong and elevating your perspective so you can see it as right. Well, you have no examples of this. You don't have any proof that this works. The only thing you have proof is emotion. When you think it's wrong, it does not feel good. But when you elevate your perspective, even though you say, uh, who am I to elevate my perspective in this one area? Who am I to drop my guard in this one area? Who am I to express love in this one area that may not be reciprocated? Who am I to be authentic, to be transparent in these areas where I wish they were different than they are? You're the one. You're the one who came forward and said, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but I have all this experience. I'll try it. We'll see if it works. But to do this, to elevate my perspective, I have to jump in. I have to adopt limiting beliefs. And I have to have a highly limited perspective, despite all my power, despite all my talents, despite my longing for something more. I have to come in and be shown that I am nothing by those who are there at the time. They don't want to show you you're nothing, but they've agreed to. They don't want to force you to have this limited perspective, but to have a shift in perspective, a leap in perspective that you've had, you had to start as low as possible. Now, that's sort of difficult in these times where if you're born into a Western society, you have a lot of advantages that you wouldn't have had 100 years ago where you'd be working on trying to survive, where everyone was basically the same. So the way to do it was to give you some beliefs that were never true, give you some experiences that caused you to adopt these beliefs. Worked out perfectly because it got you here. You have everything you need. You're at this inversion point. You simply have to realize it's always been you. It's never been anyone else you've followed. You've been looking outside of yourself, perceiving that this person is a leader, this one's an expert, this one knows what they're talking about. This person will give me the information I lack. It's always been within you. You have to become that which you do not like, the leader yourself, because you've seen them all falter and fail. Why? One reason, one reason only. 
they held on to an identity that gave them satisfaction. That identity cannot give you satisfaction because you are not that identity. And that's why they faltered because they came ahead of you and said, I will go forth. I will look fabulous. I will be magnificent and I will profess teachings and become a leader and be the example of one who has an identity and then falters as a result of that identity. Many or many, many are out there. There's so many to choose from. They've all come forward to be this for all of you. So now you invert and you do what they could not do. You drop the identity because that's an individual thing. That's a aspect of separation. And you become one. And in that oneness, you'll know exactly what to do. But now you don't have to drop it fully. It's still you. There's no detaching you from source. It's not possible. You are source. You are one with source. And you have this wonderful way of looking at life as Porter. And so Porter is part of this. But when you're massively thinking about what Porter needs, or Bob needs, or Martha needs, you're missing the bigger picture because you're narrowly focused on an illusion instead of broadly focused on what's real. Thank you. Excellent. Emma. Hi, Joshua. I've, I've had about five or six different questions rolling through my mind as you're talking, and I'm not even sure I've settled on one. But the one that keeps coming up is... A number of years ago, I was on a retreat, on a really beautiful retreat, having an amazing time, loving the people there, eating lovely food. And during one meditation, I was overwhelmed with emotion, negative emotion. I was sobbing and all sorts of stuff. And I didn't link that emotion to a manifestation event. I didn't know what this emotion was. And so I've been wondering ever since, I, I hear... Um, different modalities talking about that we have trapped emotion in our bodies that maybe we haven't been present to and experienced other times maybe even other lifetimes linked to what Porter was talking about and uh, inner children being trapped etc etc and I just because of the experience I've had and maybe during emotion uh, during meditation at certain times I felt a wave of emotion I'm just interested to know your perspective on trapped emotion and whether it exists and the emotion we feel that's not always tied to a manifestation event. Excellent. There is always the availability of a release of emotion. And when you're crying, that's generally what's happening. You are purging trapped emotions. They're not really trapped. They've just been circling around and circling around, circling around. So imagine that you're four years old. You have an experience. The experience to you is meaningful from your perspective. The adults don't see it that way because they have a different perspective. You internalize something and we'll call it a little dust bunny. And it's spinning around, spinning around. And every time some other similar experience happens, it adds to this little dust bunny and it rolls around and it gathers more. It becomes a little energetic formation and possibly it gravitates to certain areas of your body, certain vibrational matches to that. But there's nothing really in the way there. Nothing really is happening. Depending on the intensity of the emotion you felt, 
it'll be spinning around, spinning around, spinning around. And possibly you come to a point somewhere and you realize, oh, that's not true. That doesn't matter. And you'll feel some emotion and you'll release it. You may cry a little, you may laugh a little, you release it. Sometimes you might release it through a body ache or a flu or something like that. Sometimes these emotions spin around, spin around, spin around, and they become part of your vibration and attract experiences to release them. But by this point, many of you are saying, this was wrong, this should not have happened, this was an event that I did not prefer and I would not have chosen. And so the manifestation event comes because this little dust bunny is rolling around your vibration and attracts the event so that you can purge it by seeing it differently. Because every manifestation event will come to show you this little trapped limitation. What most people do is say, that's wrong. That's wrong. And so they continuously allow it to keep spinning and it grows a little bit more and more and more. Higher, bigger, larger, more energetic manifestation events come. And you have the opportunity at any time to look at them from a different perspective and see them as right. Any time. And if you do, you'll gain information that will allow you to purge that little energetic formation. If you hold on to it and hold on to it and trench your limiting beliefs more and more and more, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it attracts a representation in a physical form inside your body. Could be anything. Maybe a little ache or a pain in the beginning. And then you say, this ache or pain should be gone. You take some aspirin, go see a doctor, you have surgery, goes on and on and on. What's the cause of the aches and pains? It's not wear and tear on your body. Your body is rejuvenating itself with new cells every moment. Nothing can get old and decrepit. What's happening is there's all these little energetic forms all operating all at the same time and attracting whatever you need so that you can see it. Now, when you have an experience like you had, where you were experiencing joy, the people, the food, where you were, who you were with, the subject matter that you were investigating, you felt really good. And something in you realized that life could always be like this. That you never had to be anything different than you were. You weren't being different to those people. You were being yourself, authentic, maybe for the first time. Maybe you were allowing yourself to be accepted by them. Sure, maybe you had similar interests or similar ways of viewing life. And you saw like-minded people. And in their companionship, you felt accepted where you hadn't felt accepted before. And suddenly, all that trapped emotion of non-acceptance, non-acceptance, I should be different than I am. I have to be this way and that way and this way. You let your identity down. You became authentic. And you released all of that. The releasing of all of this is so easy to do. You just see the truth. That's all you got to do. Now, you don't have to go out and figure it out, really. All you have to do is raise your perspective. You say, I am much more than I thought I was. I don't need to pretend anymore. I thought I did. I thought I had to be this way for other people to like me. I thought I had to have certain qualities, otherwise... Who would like me? You never did because reality doesn't work that way. If you were absolutely authentic, 
and not needing anyone or anything from your outside conditions, not needing it, not needing them to love you or validate you or respect you or any of that. If you didn't need them to do that, you would attract those who were like you, authentic. And that experience you had on the retreat would be the experience you had in every moment of your life. Can you imagine living like that? Well, you'd have to push past a lot of fear because you believe that you have to be something you're not in order to get something from the outside. But what if you believed that you had everything you needed and all you had to do was give what you have to the outside? Give away, give away, give away, give away. Give your time, give your patience, give your kindness, give your compassion, give your special knowledge, give your talents. Serve them, not by doing anything you don't want to do, but by doing what you're passionate about, by doing what thrills you and gives you energy, living in service of others, in complete harmony with who you truly are. All the energy, inspiration, and tools, and everything you need will come flowing from you. It's literally like Turning on a dripping faucet, a drip, 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 a little bit of love, a little bit of love, a little bit of love to full speed. The more you turn it on, the more will flow endlessly. There is no end to this. When you turn on your kitchen sink to do your dishes, you turn it full on. You don't worry about it running out. Well, you may worry about it costing you a few pennies but it's not going to run out if you leave it on. It flows endlessly. And you can flow endlessly as well because the more you flow, the more that comes, all of you. But you can only do it by being authentic. That's how you turn the tap on. It'll come out of you when you realize you don't have to be anything other than who you are. Now, who you are is not this identity. Who you are is source. What could source become in the vessel called Emma? When you say, who am I to flow love? Sure, that's difficult. I am not wiser than the wisest, braver than the bravest, more talented than the most talented, more spectacular than the most famous celebrity. I'm not that. Who am I to flow this? I'm not the greatest teacher. No, of course you're not, because this isn't you but you as an aspect of source is. The clue is you're already here. That's all it is. So you don't need this Emma personality. Of course, it's absolutely beneficial. It's wonderful. Everyone loves it. Throw in a little source to that. See what you can become when you partner up with who you really are. And you just say, I need nothing. I'm going to flow pure love, pure acceptance, just like I did that weekend. I'm going to live like I'm on a retreat. I'm going to live like everyone is my soulmate because everyone is. You wouldn't know them if they weren't. You are eternally linked to everyone you know, to all these people here, everyone, all of you are. Everyone in your life is your soulmate, perfectly matched to you. When you realize that and look at it from that perspective, and realize that they came because you were ready to be that example. Wow. That's a high perspective. And the higher your perspective you can go, 
the less Emma has to worry about things and the more source can come on in. Does that make sense to you? Totally, totally. Really helpful. Thank you so much. Excellent. Lori. Hi, Joshua. I have a question about, in the beginning, you talked about identity. And Gary brought up that I identify as a vegan, which I'm like, oh, yeah. And I put it out there a lot. Last year, I mean, it might have been an ins inspiration, but I felt like I was hitting rock bottom with a certain aspect of my health. And I didn't want to ever do vegan. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try it. And it's been working. Now, my guides have told me that this is just temporary. And it's also more complex than that. And that it is helping me with my passion too, which is cooking, exploring different things that I've never explored before. At what point am I pushing this too much? Or is this what I'm supposed, I'm like confused as to, am I not supposed to because it's part of my identity or I, I don't know. I'm like totally confused at this point. Excellent. This is a wonderful question. What is part of your identity? Is it your left foot? Is that part of your identity? Do you identify with your left foot? How about the color of your hair? Do you identify with the color of your hair? Do you walk around saying what color your hair is to everyone? Do you identify with your glasses or your eyesight or your smile? What do you identify? What are you trying to get back by telling this story? I guess I just, when I'm in certain situations, I want to make sure I can eat because I get- Excellent, hungry. because you will starve to death and die. Yes. Excellent. Is that true? Is that true? No. No, so you, so that's not true. So what is it that causes you to proclaim to everyone who will listen to you that you're a vegan? I guess I'm proud of what I achieved, that I was able to feel better because I did this. Is it proud of what you achieved? Is it an achievement? What do you believe you can take away from this one aspect, as opposed to all the other aspects of you that you did not share? Where were you born? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's your heritage? Mostly German. What's your grade point average? What level of school did you get through? What uh, degrees do you have? What certifications do you have? What jobs have you had? What past relationships have you had? What experiences have you had? You didn't lead with any of those. No. You led with one thing. The mm -hmm. thing that you thought that would get you some attention or get you something to talk about or get some validation from others. Oh, you're a vegan. That must have been difficult. Why'd you do that? Ooh, you can't eat with everyone else. That's interesting. No one else is a vegan. Oh, you didn't prepare. You didn't buy any food. You didn't mention it until the day before you came. So there's no possible way anyone could have prepared for you. Interesting. You stand out. Would you be willing to let us play with you here for a bit? Sure, sure. Excellent. This is difficult. Well, if it's difficult, we do not want to push you in any way, because what you're doing here is you're providing an excellent example for what this identity is and, and why people latch onto it. Mm -hmm. So we are marveling at your bravery. And at any time, you could say, enough is enough, Joshua. You're being okay. so hard on me. But you are being brave and courageous. 
because this is who you truly are. This is the example that you were inspired to share. This example is probably not really your thing. You probably don't care that much about showing off as a vegan. But in the situation that you were in, which was all about identity at the Quantum Life Retreat, all about identity, did you notice that the entire thing was about identity? And everyone came and played their part perfectly, bringing forth strong identities and showing them off, showing them off. What was interesting about this weekend, those who had been to the previous, the first one, and those who saw this one, started with the introductions. In the first event, every single person there, except for those who were coaxed, said, I'm Bob, I'm Kathy, I'm Diane, I'm Mike, glad to be here. And that was about it. A little bit different context this time. Most of them told every single moment of their lives, on and on and on and on and on. They were happy to get up there and talk about themselves and show their identity. There was a lot of personality in that room that night, so much so that it, they couldn't finish it the first night. They had to do the second night, couldn't finish the second night. Poor people never even got to introduce themselves. Very interesting. Now, was this an accident? Of course not. And so you were in the group with the big identities. Because of this, there's a little bit of a gamesmanship. Who's got the biggest identity? Who can show off the most? Possibly it went under the radar. No one really understood what they were doing, but they were there to present themselves so that Chrissy and Gary and the others who were there before could see that this identity thing within the quantum life theory program is a huge part of it. And the breakthroughs are going to be made by softening this identity. And there were so many examples where the identity was thrusting itself out there. Gary and Christy realized that this wasn't normal for those who came, that something inspired them to bring forth the biggest part of their identity. And yours was this vegan thing. She set it up perfectly. And so that you walked in and you said, I can have this. And so Gary took you in the pantry and you found some gluten-free items and some stuff that you could make. And so he whipped you up a nice dinner and played a little game on you. Yes. He got Trace to shave some Parmesan, hold it in a bowl. And as he passed you your delicious dish of vegan noodles and vegetables, she popped on a top of Parmesan mm -hmm. cheese. And surprised and delighted everyone but you. And it was a... I was willing to eat it. I was willing to eat it. You were willing to eat it under the consequences that you would possibly die. Yes. And it was hilarious. And then, of course, your real dish came out and yes. you realized they were just having fun with you. Yeah. Then you were in a competition. The competition was to make a salad for the lunch for everyone. And you were tied to someone who was making the salad with you. Mm -hmm. And as you're making the salad, in oh. front of everyone, you proclaimed, who's going to make my lunch? And here you are making the vegan dish for the whole place. And so you were inserting oh this vegan idea yep. 
in every minute. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not saying that you intentionally did this to do anything. We are actually saying that this happened because this was the weekend to do this. And everyone had inspiration to be this big personality, to be a juxtaposition of the two different kinds of ways that people were showing their identity. The mild-mannered, sit in the background, be quiet, don't say anything, don't stand up, and the boisterous, full-on identity. And this struck Gary and the others who had been there to both experiences and said, aha, this is all about identity. If we can find a way to allow people to soften that identity and to allow them to raise a perspective, because with a strong identity, it's very difficult, they can receive inspiration that they would not receive before. If being a vegan is your identity and your guides are telling you, you are ready to change, you will have to go through so much fear to change. Do you understand this? Yeah, that's it's yeah, not I about know that. eating. It's not about being healthy. It's about who you think you are presenting to the world. And because you're changing all the time, if you attach a, an identity to any aspect, it'll be impossible to change because you'll have to let go of the thing that you think causes others to like, love, respect you, or pay attention to you in any way. You get something from being a vegan. There are vegans on this planet who do not tell anyone, and they survive somehow in every circumstance. They don't need to let anyone else know. But you wanted this one aspect of your identity to be presented because you were in a group of big identities. This was your thing. But if you hold on to this thing of being a vegan, and now it's time to change something for your path, you won't want to drop that because it's who you think you are. You get something from your reality by playing this role. That's all. And you did a marvelous job of illustrating that to everyone. And you did a marvelous job of being courageous to come forward and let us play with you a bit. Well, thank you. Excellent. <laughs> we have time for one quick question. Emma. Hi, Joshua. So I've got a repeating pattern of contracts that keep coming in and then as big contracts, and then they end up being small contracts. And part of me is getting confused that actually if everything's happening for a reason, maybe I don't even have to identify what the belief is because it's happening for the best anyway. So I'm kind of confusing myself over these these contracts, but just even, you know, it's it's early in Sydney today, but I checked my emails just before I came on here and another contract that's been signed is disappearing. So that's part one. Part two is around the identity, whether it's actually when you're inverting, whether it's like an identity of like being a, you know, a business owner or self-employed or whether it's an identity around things like, you know, working hard because I've just got back from my three months away from the desk, not working. I've now been at the desk two days and I've just, I'm confused. Excellent. (laughs) I think. From a perspective of separation, where you form an identity and you believe the identity is your reason for everything that you have in your life. And it 
provide you with some satisfaction and validation. It's very difficult to let it go. It's the bravest thing in the world to let it go. Because if you let it go, where will you be guided? Well, you'll be guided to everything you truly want. If you let it go, how will you protect yourself? How will you control things? How will you pay for things? How will you eke out a modicum of security if you just let it go? What will you present to others at dinner parties before you're a successful businesswoman? Now you're who knows what you are. How could they possibly even want to talk to you? Because you're not understanding who you truly are. This identity that you have, that everyone has, it's, let's say, 1% of who you truly are. And so you spend your time talking about you being a business person and traveling the world and giving lectures and you think that is the reason people like you. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever. It has to do with who you are. Who you are beneath all that, the vibration that you are, is what attracts people to you. Everything else is a mask to that vibration. So all you can say is, how good are you at masking your true identity with this false thing? Let's imagine that you decide that you're going to take on an acting role in your local theater, just for fun. You'll come and you'll try out for a part. You'll win the part. You'll come to rehearsals. And you'll play this role of a early 1900 socialite who's always been wealthy and famous and in the limelight, has this sparkling personality. Everyone is always around her all the time. And in the role, when she's alone, she's depressed. You'll play this role, and the audience will cheer. They'll throw roses at the stage. They'll think you've made a remarkable performance. They'll talk to you in your dressing room. They'll celebrate you. Reporters will say, this is amazing that you had never acted before, and here you are and taking on this role and getting such great reviews. And then you go home and you'll say, ooh, I really liked it. all the attention I got as an actor. And what's much nicer than the attention I got as a business person. Maybe I'll just go into acting. So you think that these roles that you're playing are the reason people like you because certainly the response from the outside is reflective to the vibration you're emitting. You donned a role of a business person. You donned the role of one who is, can write a book, can give a speech, can travel the world, can be celebrated. Excellent. But it's not who you are at all. It's just something that you've adopted because you thought this would show others that I'm worthy of their love, worthy of their respect, worthy of having a conversation with at a dinner party. And for you to drop this and become who you truly are without knowing where that's going to lead you, very difficult. A lot of fear you'd have to push past. And so you say, okay, this experience that I do not like, that keeps happening all the time, and over and over and over again, just doesn't matter. You cannot have an experience that doesn't matter. They all matter. And if you're not getting it, 
If you're not getting what the experience is telling you, it has to come again. Now, you could say easily, and this would be absolutely true, that if you were a business person, if that's who you truly were, if you got no satisfaction from it meaning anything, if you didn't believe this is why people like, love, and respect you, if this didn't give you status, and we mean that word exactly as we said, status, you get derived satisfaction from this. You derive satisfaction from it. Now, if this was true, you wouldn't derive satisfaction. You'd only be interested in what you're doing. You wouldn't care if it was one person, one tiny contract, or the biggest contract that you could think of. You wouldn't care. It wouldn't make any difference to you because you're not getting satisfaction in the numbers. You would be living your passion, and you'd be living in love, ease, authenticity, and inspiration would be flowing to you, and you'd just be acting on inspiration. You'd be just doing whatever comes, but because you're not authentically living your purpose, which is fine, you're sifting and sorting, you're figuring it out, you're asking these questions, you're doing everything perfectly. You're not there yet. You don't want to be there yet. You want to explore. You want to sift and sort. You want to figure this out using your own life as the lens. It's a little difficult when it's your own life. A little difficult when you've been doing it for years and years and years. But if it is not working perfectly, well, there's got to be some resistance, right? Doesn't that make sense? Now, could be you don't believe yourself to be who you think you are. That could be the resistance. Or this is just some role you picked up. It's not who you are at all. And you've been trying to use it to be who you are. Gary, obviously a teacher. Obviously taught all kinds of things, but used real estate. Seminar after seminar, gave talks, gave speeches, told, showed people how to do what he's doing. Wrote a book, wrote a little guidebook on how to sell foreclosures. Had a radio show. All the talents that he has, that he came in with, that would lead him to what he's doing right now, were always there. But he thought he had to be successful. He had to make money. He had to be some incredible success for others to like, like him. Why else would they like him? There's no other reason. And so his efforts and struggling could not work because they would be a reward for living inauthentically, inauthentically. If he had everything work, he would never find who he is now. It couldn't have worked. It was impossible. He got a taste of it because that's the power of who he is. And then he lost it. And then he was able to slowly but surely move towards that which he is. Years and years and years and years. You all have a benefit. You all can take a course, can read a book, can get on a podcast, can ask questions can shift your perspective much more quickly.
But if you're using your identity for satisfaction, then the contract has to be small. The contract has to be less. The effort and struggle can end up to a hill of beans. You might compare yourself. Hey, that's not bad. I'm doing pretty good. I did this, that, and the other. You're using it. You're using your veganism to get attention. You're saying this is an achievement cutting out meat and cheese and dairy. Is it an achievement? Or is it something you just want to tell? Some story about yourself. It's up to you. You might hold on to this identity. You might keep going because you've done a lot to promote it. You've put a lot of time into it. You've invested a lot into this identity. And the hardest thing to do is to drop a rigid identity. You don't have to drop it. You don't have to do it all. You just have to know that there's much more for you. And when you get in tune to who you truly are, you'll look back and you'll say, oh, this is so much nicer, so much easier, so much more authentic, so much more fun, and everything will work. You can't be the example that you came to be holding up a false identity. That's what everyone else is doing. What kind of an example is that? If you were successful holding up a false identity, you'd be an example of how someone within the illusion of separation made it. That's not you. That's literally the opposite of you. What you will become is an example of one who could give up or who let go or who could soften their identity and become something so much more. But guess what? When you become the authentic version of you, you cannot use it to validate yourself. Let that sink in. Everything you think, all of you, about why people love you, why people like you, why people respect you, why people would even talk to you, all that is not true. It's false. It means nothing. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It isn't a thing at all. You're inherently wonderful, attractive, magnificent, spectacular. And that's in your vibration. And so whatever you have in your life, it's come despite the identity, not because of it. Because the vibration and the intention of you is so strong, it's there regardless. But it's at the most limited when you believe the most strongly in your identity. Let go of the identity and you will see your satisfaction with life soar. Think about everyone and everything else. Serve them, serve them, serve them. And stop thinking you need anything because a being of your power pretending that you need a little bit of money here and a little bit of pat, pat in the backs here, accolades here, reward here, security here, you are simply stifling the power that you are. That's okay. All of you are. And you'll get there and it'll take as much time as you need. There is no rush in the world. 
this life, you came with the most expanded possibilities and intentions and powers and talents and attributes and the best people around you, the best time to be born, the best place to be born, set yourself up incredibly well. And the proof is you're here. You may not think that being here is anything special. Anyone could be here. We promise you this is not true. Those of you who are here, those of you who are listening, those of you who understand any of this are here because you're so powerful. You came to be an example. This is where you learn how to be an example. This is how you learn it. And you become that example when you just simply shift your perspective and imagine you're far more than you think you are. And with that, we are complete. Thank Thanks, you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Joshua. Have a wonderful week.